Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review or just leave a rating do something to get the word out so that we can get the marvin francois show to more listeners moving forward outside of that love you guys appreciate the support but without further ado let's get into this episode so if we took that person and we got to choose one and we say they don't know what to sell that's what they are yeah they don't know what to sell they know that they want to be entrepreneurship so do they want to sell something online do they want to sell physical products uh they want to sell something online okay so digital products yeah they want to take their information and package it into something they, something they can sell. Boom. Cool. Do they have cash? In terms of... Do they have a way to invest in themselves or they got to start from scratch? No money, no information? They, they're they living from check to check, let's say. Okay. That. So no money, no information. Yep. First thing I would tell them then, we can't create, we can't create, please don't miss this. We have to, here's the wording. Let's go. First thing I would say to that person to make it memorable for them is we first have got to fix your IG. Okay. IG, IG, IG. Why would I say it that way? Because a person associates now the first goal for them when they're creating products is Instagram. That person does not have revenue to invest in themselves. But the thing they don't have is information. Their IG is their information gap. It's what don't mm. they know? And if they knew it, they make more money. That's the amount of entrepreneurs that are struggling to get their business funded because their personal credit isn't where it needs to be. Now you can look into alternatives like corporate credit cards and vendor accounts, but the truth is the easiest way to get access to five to six figures in funding is to have good personal credit. As an entrepreneur, the stress of trying to build a successful business is already enough as is. So why work harder than you need to when you can simplify the funding process by getting your credit restored? My company, Takeoff Financial, has served hundreds hundreds of entrepreneurs just like you by helping them avoid the pain of getting denied for business funding by restoring their personal credit and we want you to be the next one. So click the link above or below this video to secure your free consultation and let's put you in position to get you funding that your business needs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Marvin Francois Show, your number one source for all things business, finance, and investing. And today is a very special day because our guest today is a man of God, He's a father, a pastor, an author, an entrepreneur, and a business coach. He's the host of the Monetize with Marcus podcast, and he's the creator of the Monetize Online Business Blueprint, where he teaches other coaches and entrepreneurs how to grow their businesses online by selling digital products, courses, and programs from a laptop or cell phone. This man has taken his years of experience in sales and marketing strategy and helped your entrepreneur's favorite entrepreneur turn their content into coins, turn their followers into funds, turn their mindset into money, and today... He's here to do more of the same. I'm here with the one, the only, Mr. Marcus Y. Rozier. How are you, family? Man, I'm blessed to be here. I appreciate you here. Hearing that, you know, you you live in your own space and you just put your head down and work. I'm like, okay, who are you, who are you about to introduce? I thought you had a special guest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the special guest right now, brother. Right, it's you. Right. How are you, family? Man, I am, I am absolutely phenomenal, man. I think I'm living in... I tell people I, I feel so spoiled by God because mm. ultimately I get to wake up every day and be clocked into purpose. I own all of my time. I do the things that I love. I feel like I'm making an impact. I'm pleasing God. I'm treating people right. Mm. I'm good, man. 
I love it. I love it. That's powerful, man. And, I, and like I said, I'm excited to have you. I've been following you for some time and I'm happy that you opened up with that because what's funny is I've been following you for a good amount of time. And I, as someone who grew up in the church, I think one thing we could both agree on is that when you grow up in the church and you see other people, you could just watch them speak for like five, five, 10 seconds. And you know that they also grew up in the church. Yeah. So before I even knew anything about you, just listening to the way you talked, your cadence, how you presented yourself and just everything about you. I'm like, okay, no, this is this is a God-fearing man here. Yeah. And then I did my research. I'm like, oh, he's a pastor. Yeah. Right. I didn't I didn't even know that too. And I just started learning more about you and learning about, you know, everything that you've done and what you're teaching. And I said, look, I I need to get this brother here on my podcast to give the game on top of game. So I'm excited to have you on here. Um, and I know I did a pretty decent job of introducing you, but nobody knows Marcus better than Marcus. So for those who aren't familiar, yeah. let's get them familiar. Who exactly is Mr. Marcus Y. Rozier? Man, who is Marcus Y. Rozier? Well, uh, definitely not a title or occupation. Okay. Uh, I'm a man on a mission. My mission is simple. I call it my big four. I teach it to my family. I live by it. I actually have it on my mirror. And at, in the morning, I say it at night. I ask myself the question and score myself. So that's how I guide myself. Most people say they have a life mission statement, but they don't have any way to gauge whether they live in that. Mm -hmm. So they'll say, hey, to make an impact. Well, how do you qualify that? Mm -hmm. So mine is, is simple. To do what pleases God. Right. What is that? That is where my intention, the intent of the intent of what I do and where I point my attention mm -hmm. is in alignment with what I believe uh, to do what I'm gifted at and love doing. It's not enough for me to be gifted at it if I hate doing it because you can be imprisoned to something that people love about you that you don't love about yourself. So mm -hmm. now you are imprisoned to a season of your life when you're in a season of discovery. You might have discovered singing, but that was just the door to get you to something else, mm -hmm. right? So number one, what pleases God. Number two, what I'm gifted at and love doing. Number three, what helps people. How am I list? And number four, what pays me well. Mm -hmm. If I can, so every day, I say it at night, I ask that I do what please God, that I do what I'm gifted at and love doing, that I do what helps people, that I do what pays me well. So who is Marcus? A man on a mission to accomplish those four things. I love it. I absolutely love it. You mentioned that, you know, a lot of people have different things that they're working towards, but they don't necessarily have a way to, I guess, qualify it or keep track of it? How do you keep track of each of those individual four things that you hold yourself yeah. to? So goal setting is, is is super important, but I do goal setting a little differently. Okay. Um, I do this thing and I teach it to my CEO clients. So I know I didn't get into titles and occupation. People are like, no, I heard that, but what does he do? Mm -hmm. right? So I work with entrepreneurs and coaches and help them make the transition into CEOs of stress-free million-dollar coaching companies. Okay. Right? It's a distinction. Because you came up with an idea and have a product does not make you a CEO of a company. Mm. What you are is a person who has an LLC, a social media. So you market and sell products, but you didn't build a company yet. A company has infrastructure. A company you can remove yourself from. A company has KPIs, SOPs, where how can McDonald's, a billion-dollar corporation, and one day have a 16-year-old have a kid out on the floor serving customers and a billion-dollar organization? How could Chick-fil-A hire you at 8 a.m. and have you working by 4 p.m., right? That's a process. That's a company. Right. Most of us have products, services, so we market that way. So what I help coaches do is transition into actually running and operating a company. What are you doing 90 days from now, one year from now, and why? What is your lead generation strategy? Meaning, what happens when, when someone doesn't know who you are and they first get exposed to you? That's a thought process and, a, and, and an actual marketing process. Mm -hmm. What happens once they discover you, what do you want them to see? Once they buy from you, what do you want to happen next? That's a full lead flow. Right. Then a sales process, a nurture process, a client acquisition process, a client win back process. Come on now. Companies have all these things. So I help coaches and entrepreneurs get out of the rat race of social media. 
because content development and business development is not the same. Typically, people lose money by focusing on content so they know what they're going to post and what they're going to write in the caption. They don't know what they're going to do in their business. Mm. So you get into business. Let's just say if you got into business in, in a healthcare company, but you're like, I got to put out more content. The content actually becomes a distraction to the business. <laughs> right? I'm getting excited. Right? Because a person will start spending more time thinking about what they'll say on social media than what they'll do in their business once someone hears what they say. Right. So I get coaches, entrepreneurs in this space and say, let me take you from the raw idea and teach you a sequence of questions that will solve your business. What should you sell? Mm-hmm. Should you sell a digital product? Well, it depends. Should you sell a course? Should you sell a program, a mentorship? Should you sell a mastermind? Right. Who to sell it to? How do you find your customer avatar where the people, where it's what we call a product to market match, meaning you want to sell the right thing to the right people. Right. Marriott owns a chain of W, Ritz-Carlton, Spring Hill Suites on down the line. Mm -hmm. I'm a W and Ritz-Carlton guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because of the quality of what I want to experience. Well, that means I pay for Wi-Fi. Well, not now because i got status, but you pay for parking, you pay for Wi-Fi. Spring right. Hill Suites, you don't. Same hotel chain. Mm-hmm. Businesses have to choose that. So what to sell, who to sell it to, how to sell it, what is your marketing channel, how to launch it every single month to get new customers, how to price it, how to follow up and sell it, right? So there are six, seven questions we answer for the entrepreneur and build into a system all done for you. We create their webinars, we create their sales processes, we create their messaging, and then we teach them how to hire coaches, teams, sales team to remove themselves from the day to day. So that's the long answer of building out a whole company for a person. I love it. We're going to break all of that down here on a podcast episode, and I'm excited to do so because y'all already know I got some questions from my own business myself. (laughs) I got you. Let's do it. Let's break it down. But first and foremost, let's take a couple steps back, right? Because like I said in my introduction, um, you didn't just wake up one day with all the, this treasure trove of knowledge and information as it pertains to how to build a successful company from the ground up. This is years of trial and error, years of experience, masterminds, mentorships, and coaching that you probably went through yeah. that you've now put together to you know launch your own business. But let's take a couple steps back. What exactly was your introduction to entrepreneurship that ultimately got you to this point? Man, you're going to laugh because I, I grew up in Panama City, Florida, very small town. Okay. Right? So- Panama City is like 30, 30 minutes away from Dothan, Alabama. So it's, it's Florida, but Northwest Florida. So gotcha. people know, if you're from Florida, you know Florida's three states. South Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Central Florida, Tampa, Orlando, Lakeland. Okay. Northwest Florida, Panama City, Destin, Tallahassee, kinda, right? Okay. <laughs> so three different states. Where I'm from, very country, very small, beautiful beaches. I don't know when I discovered entrepreneurship. I think I discovered it before I knew what entrepreneurship was. Mm. You mentioned earlier about like, hey, you could tell he's a church guy. Well, if you grew up in church, the pastors got food after church, not everybody else. Mm. I realized that. And I used to go with the church mothers and those who used to cook to Sam's and to Costco to buy groceries. And I, I was sitting there. I was like, well, can I use, mom, can I have $20, $30 to get candy I used to get the little cup, styrofoam cups of noodles you can add water to. Yep. Those, Vienna sausage, sour straws, nerds, now ladies, all that. And I would sell it to the kids while they wait on their parents wow. while they ate in there. Right. So, like, I might have been 10, 11. So, somebody said, when you got an entrepreneurship? I say then. <laughs> right? I didn't know it as such. But I knew I, I knew my mom gave me $20. And at the end of a week of a conference, I had 100 and something dollars. That was all the money in the world. And whatever that was, I wanted more of it. Right. 
went from that to when do-rags came out and it was half one side, half the other side. <laughs> My mother had a buyer's license, so she had a boutique. I would go with her to the to uh, in downtown Atlanta. And I would walk around, I would take my money and I would buy do-rags, gold caps, mixed CDs, because in Panama City, we didn't have the same music. But they had all the music in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So I heard of T.I. I'm Serious back then mm -hmm. and would take it back home and create a mixed CD for them. So when did I get an entrepreneurship? All the way back then, as far back to, I don't know how country you are, bro. You from up north, so you don't, you yeah, won't get Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and relate, but I'm, I'm going to let the you know. The stores we used to have, the gas stations used to have these, it was basically fake cologne. So okay. it would say, inspired by, you know what I'm saying? It was say, inspired by. So let's say if it was, it wasn't Creed, but let's say, inspired by Halton Z14. Hilarious. Inspired by Fahrenheit. I used to sell that. I used to sell linen outfits. So how long you been entrepreneurship? All's my life. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Right? As far back as I can remember, I would take money, put it into something that could make money back. So when did I genuinely get into the online space? Mm -hmm. 2014. 2014 was when it changed. I started, I got introduced to funnels. And this was before funnels was a common term in culture, or especially in our culture. No one knew what it was. Right. I learned about it, geez, almost a decade ago. Right. That was the first thing I learned. Before I learned digital products, I learned funnels. So I've been blessed because I learned how the internet worked before I learned how to sell products. That's my superpower. Mm. Think about people now know, create an ebook, create a course. The first thing I learned was the foundation of a lead magnet. I learned, okay, an opt-in page, a landing page. I learned in terms of top of funnel, middle funnel, bottle funnel, front-end offer, back-end offer, a self-liquidating offer, cost per... I learned the foundation of those things right. that has made everything else make sense for me. Mm -hmm. And someone might hear me like, what did he just say? Exactly. <laughs> right. The, if you learn the foundation, it's like learning how to front, how to speak without learning ABCs. Mm. Teaching entrepreneurs how to sell products online without teaching the foundations of marketing, sales, right. offer creation, those things. So learned it in 2014, wrote books in 2015. Books took me into coaching because I wrote twenty. I wrote twenty three books in three and a half months. I published five in the first year and three audio albums. When people hear that, it's like, oh, cap, look it up, right? On Amazon, streaming on all platforms, all the albums, all in one year, right? Uh, from that, when people heard it, they kept asking me, "How did you write these books?" It went from me doing coffee with people to it became overwhelming to just somebody was like, "You ought to do a coaching program." I was like, "What is that?" My first coach taught me how to put it together. My first program was called Your 30-Day Book, How to Discover, Design, Deliver a Book in 30 Days or Less. That turned into, I was traveling and speaking. How did I turn that book into speaking engagements? That turned into Author Speaker Academy. Mm -hmm. My company is called Win the Day Marketing Group. My first book was called Win the Day. How did I turn my book into a business? Authorpreneur Academy. Those are my first three coaching programs. Goodness gracious. Okay. So essentially, like you said, you, you know, you've essentially been an entrepreneur all your life from selling the multicolored do-rags <laughs> to the inspired by colognes and then transitioning from that, fast forward several years later into stumbling into the online coaching space. I'm curious to know how does MOBB come to be? Yeah. Oh, you you ask good questions. I like this man. <laughs> Let's I go. Like you. You prepare. Yes, sir. <laughs> You invite me back anytime. I got you. I got you. Right, so, <laughs> man, do you want the whole story? Let's go. We here. Put, put me on the clock. Let's Five go. Minutes. We are in. Uh, can I use a few names? Yeah, it gives go, go, please. So, shout out to my brother, uh, Nehemiah Davis. I met him 2015. Mm -hmm. Like 2015, 2016. 
He put together a mastermind, and I like to give people credit. That's why I'm using his name, in Bali. He invited about 30, 40 entrepreneurs and was mm-hmm. like, hey, uh, let's all shoot out to Bali and just like say what's working, what's not working. Let's do a peer-to-peer. Right. So it wasn't like we had to pay. Everybody came out there peer-to-peer. Right. We went out to Bali, stupid big houses, chilling. We all working together. So imagine you lot, all of us, some of some of the names you know, Him 500, yes, sir. Nehemiah Davis, Runway Billionaire, shout out to my guys, Doug Depp, who's all of them killing in a few other names, all in the space. We all in a house, Matt and several others. We all in a house and over there for about seven days in Bali. Mm-hmm. Now put us peer-to-peer mastermind where we eat, hang out by the pool, and all we do is talk business and go around with cameras and say what's working, what's not working. Mm. Now here's the irony of this. This is 2019. No one knows. This is December 2019. No one knows COVID comes 2020. Right. Imagine the genius of all of us sharing all of our thoughts, all of our business best practices. And we didn't just stay in Bali for seven. Me and Neil went to Thailand. I went to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Some of us hopped over to Australia. We're going for 30 days, bro. Mm -hmm. Thinking and doing business, learning webinars. We're learning from each other's best practices. And then we had an accountability group every single month after that. Mm -hmm. By the time March happened and everything shut down, here's what's crazy. We get back. And all of us think we had jet lag. No, I, I'm certain we had COVID. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm certain we had it. Right. And didn't even know what it was. Right? right. Here's the context of it. We're on the back of a boat or a yacht or whatever, chilling. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I'm going to make a transition. I don't really like where coaching is going. I really want to do something that impacts people more. I used to do a thing with books and that's how it blew up. It was done for you. But mm-hmm. we would do uh, formatting, binding, ghostwriting. I would build a landing page. I I said, I want to do that in the coaching space. Me, my dude runway sitting there, and I was like, I think I got it, bro. The thing I really help people do is make money online, but I'm going to call it monetize online. Mm -hmm. I was like, so I helped them monetize and build an online business. Just how I was going, monetize and build an online business. It's going to be called The Mob. He was like, bro, that's dope. This is this. I'm sitting on it. So the next day, I'm still just sitting on it. I was like, bro, you know what I just thought about? I'm going to franchise my business. He said, what you mean? I said, I'm going to take everything that has made me a millionaire and give it away in my programs. Mm -hmm. If you were building a master plan community for a home, you would need a blueprint. The monetized online business Business blueprint. blueprint. Where I'm only going to teach people the thing that I do to make money. Right. That's why coaching is easy for me. I did, literally took apart all of my stuff of how I create offers, how I sell, what I do with social media. So what do I give? That's why I didn't call it Academy or University. We refer to it as my family because family don't keep secrets. Family don't lie from each other. Yes, sir. You can't even work with me at the le- next level of my business until you make money at the level you came in at. Come on now. So if you don't make your money back, it ain't no selling you on the next thing. Mm-hmm. It's integrity. It's no secrets. If you see me doing anything, you can ask me and I'll tell you. The monetized online business blueprint where I took my whole business and at three different levels said, okay, I can help you at this level if you're not making five figures. I can help you at this level if you're making more than five figures and want to do and want to create a high ticket program. I can make you at this level if you're already making six, seven figures and want to do virtual events, want to learn how to scale a company, hire coaches, hire staff, hire teams. If you want to then take a percentage of that and reinvest into other companies, right? right? Same, everything I've done, I give away in my programs. 
And that's it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. So then if that's the case, then let's let's dive even deeper into that. You know, because like you said, essentially what you're doing in the monetize, monetize online business blueprint, you're essentially just providing the framework of what's created you success as a coach and as a business owner as well. Yeah. I want to start off in us diving into that by quoting something you said in one of your podcast episodes. You had said that one of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs can make is making money selling something that they should have never been selling in the first place. I like this dude. <laughs> I like him so much. Let's go. Let's go. Right. So I, w- I want to start off there because if I, my question to you is, you know, a lot of new entrepreneurs, one of the biggest things they struggle with in this day and age that we live in, right? In the information age is essentially bouncing from idea to idea, bouncing from business to business, vehicle to vehicle, and they feel like they don't know where to plant their flag. So let's start there. If I'm an aspiring entrepreneur and I'm trying to find out what's the idea that I should pursue to start my online business, walk me through step by step some of the different questions or some of the different things that I need to keep in mind when it comes to making that decision. Yeah. So to that quote, somebody will hear it and argue with it, but it's accurate. The mistake is where the evolution of longevity in the space happens Mm -hmm. is being able to visit the future and come back today with a solution. Meaning if you sell something now that makes money, i.e. a CD player, i.e. a cassette player and streaming is coming, your inability to give up what makes you money now for what will make you more money in the future actually hurts your business. Mm. Because every day that you make a sale, you're closer to never making another. Facts. (laughs) <laughs> Very true. Right. So if you look at Blockbuster, if you look at Redbox, Blockbuster had everything in the chokehold. Make it a Blockbuster night. Early 90s, that's all people use. Blockbuster, movie gallery, etc. Blockbuster had an opportunity to own Redbox. They could have dominated the space of streaming. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they? And why are they non-existent now? Because their inability to evolve beyond, mm-hmm. stop selling what currently makes you money, for something that'll make you money in the future. Well, what was their demise? Like, what's the thing that happened in the climate? 2018, 20, 2008, 2009, the, the recession. Right. Gas prices shot up to over $3. If grandma had to choose between going to get her medicine, going to grab groceries, and then going to get a movie, what was she going to do to save gas? Go to one location. Mm-hmm. Walmart boomed, grew like crazy 2008, 2009, because everything was in one place. Mm-hmm. Redbox now makes sense because I don't have to visit a separate location. It's in the parking lot of, of, of Walgreens and CVS so grandma can grab her medicine and grab a Redbox for the kids. Mm-hmm. Grandma can go to Walmart and get what she needs. She can go to the store. Businesses' inability to evolve how we market changes everything. So what question should a person ask to your question if they're starting out? You're aspiring entrepreneur or entrepreneur. I would tell someone, Always, here's how I, how I tell people to start, is start with questions and problems. What does that mean? If you ask me the question of, man, what are the first three steps I should take if I'm trying to grow my podcast? Products are built around answering questions. Mm. The more questions it answers, the higher the price point. Come on now. This was an answer to a question. How? I grew up in the 90s. We had CD books. Mm-hmm. This has all my CD books on it. We had Rolodex. We had to write girls' phone numbers on chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Josh in the background. You know what I'm like, yeah. like I, I'm just taking culturally lifestyle relevant things. Right. Most of us don't think about humanity when we create products. We think about money. You don't make money by thinking about money. You make money by thinking about people. Mm-hmm. So if you say this solved a multitude of problems, I don't have to remember my mama's phone number. I got it right here. I don't have to remember where I place notes to something. I could read my books. I don't have to carry books in a book bag. I can have them right here. I've got all my albums. I can search something. I can do everything on one device, right? Mm -hmm. So 
when Apple came out with its product, what, 2001, 2002, people, mm. with the iPhone, people was like, are they crazy? Let's say it was 2005, I don't want to mess up the years. It couldn't have been 2001, because that's when I graduated. Let's say 2006, right? Mm -hmm. They're out of their mind. No one's going to pay $800 for a phone. What they didn't realize, it wasn't a phone. It was a multitude of several questions answered in one product. Oof. Come on now. When you start with the product creation, you have to have deep empathy, high skill. Why? Because most people can sit with the questions, but they're not skilled enough to actually create something to answer it. Right. So you need deep empathy, care enough to work for free for people you eventually get paid from. Mm. I will say it again. Deep empathy makes me sit, study, learn, pay to get in a room to learn information that's not for me. It's for me to learn how to solve people problem that haven't paid me yet. So when you're creating something, you're saying, I'm going to sit and learn how to create a device that helps people, but they ain't paid me yet. Deep, deep enough empathy to take ownership of your problem. Right. So now when I get ready to market it, marketing is easy. Why? I'm only marketing your questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you get, so going back to what are the three steps to take if I'm trying to grow a podcast? If I package that into a simplified solution that walks you through the three steps, all of the equipment, distribution platforms, brand partnerships, <coughs> getting all your guests, all in one simple step where you pay one price and it includes all of that. Mm -hmm. Hey, for this one price of, let's just say $1,000, you're going to get my list of the top guests to get that has influence that will actually get you more visibility. Oof. You're going to get the top 100 questions to ask. You're going to learn how to be brand safe so brands advertise with you. It comes with, an, with a system for editors and formatters, so you don't have to worry about it, and all the equipment and a deal that if you buy the equipment, you actually get sponsorship. If you buy a Sony, Sony sponsors it. That's an offer. Mm -hmm. I don't have to convince you to buy that. That's where you start. Notice how I, that's made up, but it right. answers every question you could possibly have. Come on now. What did I hit? The guess, what questions to ask, the skill of the questions, what equipment to use. See how when I presented the offer, all I did was flip the questions into the offer? Right. Yeah. Come on now. Okay. That's what you should be doing. I love it. Now, conversely, what if, so we talked about aspiring entrepreneurs. Let's talk, talk a little bit more about new entrepreneurs because- we now just help the new entrepreneur who didn't have a vehicle find out how they can identify yeah. finding their vehicle. Let's say I'm a new entrepreneur. I found a vehicle. I'm already in it. I've been in it for however long, whether it's been a couple months, years, whatever it may be. You mentioned, of course, one of the best examples, the blockbuster versus Netflix scenario, because as time changed and streaming came along, blockbuster didn't evolve. They didn't know that they had to pivot, right? And as a result, they went out of business. Yeah. Conversely, if I'm an entrepreneur outside of an example like that, and I already have a vehicle, are there any other key indicators that we can look at to where we know, hey, I've been in this vehicle for X amount of time, but I think it's about time I start looking to shift in a different direction? 100%. So one of the, one of the things that we teach consistently as it relates to a person who's already selling a product, most mm -hmm. people jump from product to product when it stops selling, when it's not necessarily always the product. It's a simple framework we use that we say, if you're not generating consistent revenue, I always say your mom is the problem, right? Break it down. So when I do consulting, which is different from coaching, mm -hmm. right? Um, coaching is leading someone through inquiry, right? Asking questions, finding the inventory that's in you, self-discovery. Consulting is me coming in with the plan and giving it to you to follow it. See, you know what I'm saying? It's, I map out, I collect the data. I have the framework, I have, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So when I say your mom is the problem, typically in every company, whether it's a Fortune 500 company, whether it's a small business, a new entrepreneur, mm -hmm. it's the messaging. What mm -hmm. is messaging? Mes here's, please hear, let me make sure I say it slow. 
Messaging is marketing. Most people think that messaging is an I help statement that they put at the link in their bio. I help this group of people do this. That's not messaging. It's a form of it, but messaging is marketing. I'll give an example. If you get ready to buy something to eat, what you're buying is messaging. Even if they have a picture on the menu, you read the description and see what's in it. Right. So that means you didn't buy food, you bought words. Come on now. <laughs> I love it. You get it. Yeah. Most of the things that we purchase is words. Mm -hmm. When you get ready to buy a book, you bought words. When you get ready to buy a camera, you bought words. Any, so messaging is marketing. Mm -hmm. You market through clear messaging, meaning I'm saying something that attracts you. So if I'm trying to sell a fitness program, I don't sell a fitness program by selling a fitness program. I mm -hmm. sell a fitness program by messaging. How to lose stubborn belly fat without giving up foods you love or spending hours in the gym. Well, who did I just market to? People who don't want to spend a bunch of hours in the gym, not fitness enthusiasts who are already doing that. Right. So it's normally the messaging where people are saying the wrong thing to attract the right audience mm -hmm. or they're saying the right thing to the wrong audience. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a perfect message to market match, mm -hmm. then you are not going to be able to sell your product, even if it's a great product. So you have to start with fixing the messaging. Because messaging is marketing. Mm -hmm. And when marketing is done correctly, selling is unnecessary. Say that again. <laughs> messaging is marketing. If I can say the right thing to attract the right audience, so I'll give an example and so people can really get this. If I'm talking to new entrepreneurs, watch this messaging. If you're trying to figure out what to do to get started, to go from an idea to income to generating five figures, who, who was that message to? That new, was your, to newbies. Room. Yeah. To those who already have a product and are generating revenue, but it's inconsistent. You already have created your online course, but you're trying to figure out how do you create consistent revenue for a consistent flow of bills so you can scale your company. Who was that message to? People who are already doing something. Right. People who are making seven figures. Listen to this messaging. If I say I'm work, I want to help entrepreneurs who have already reached a six and seven figure mark remove themselves from the day to day so they're not burned out, worried about chargebacks or learning or worried about collections, oh meaning how to collect, collect, collect money. So now you work less than seven days, but still generate consistent revenue mm -hmm. and you can hire people to stick with your company. That's messaging, right? Notice how every time I got ready to market, the message changed. Mm -hmm. Most people's issue isn't always the product which is the O in it, it's typically the message. They're saying the wrong thing, hoping to attract the right audience. Mm -hmm. You get it now. Gotcha. So messaging is marketing. Mm -hmm. And if marketing is done correctly, selling is not necessary. People will then come to you and ask you about that thing. Let's use an example. Let's do it. If I say, hey, so, um, social media can be difficult, man, because people are trying to figure out what to post. Should I do reels? Should I do carousels? Should I do stories? How frequently should I post? And do I need to post more times to grow my brand? Mm -hmm. What I want to do is create a process for people, and I'll do it for you, that is done for you content creation with back-end automation to be able to generate leads every time you post. We refer to it as content to cash flow. For entrepreneurs who are creating content but want to learn how to turn that into revenue. See what I just did? Yeah. That was message. That was marketing. I don't have to sell. Why? Because if that's your problem, what you're going to ask me, hey, man, tell me more about that content and cash flow. 
when marketing is done correctly, selling is unnecessary. 50% of businesses fail within the first five years and 38% of those businesses fail due to lack of access to capital. But 100% of business owners who are watching this aren't gonna have that issue because I'm about to teach y'all how to bankroll your business. What's going on family? My name is Marvin Francois and back in 2020, I was a new entrepreneur with little to no idea on how I was gonna build my first successful business. But fast forward a couple of years later, I've been able to build multiple successful six-figure businesses by leveraging business credit. And today I wanna to give entrepreneurs the game on how they can do the same. So this Thursday, I'm gonna be hosting my free Bankroll Your Business Masterclass where I'm gonna teach you how to go from having bad personal credit and little to no business funding to having perfect personal credit and access to a minimum of $50,000 in funding for your business. Spots are going fast and the clock is ticking. So if you haven't already, click the link above or below this video to secure your seat and I'll see y'all on Thursday. Peace. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's dive deeper into the marketing then if that's the case, because to your point, there are so many entrepreneurs now who lack strategy. Yeah. And let me tell you something. If you know anything about Marcus Rye Rozier, the word strategy is going to come up in a podcast. It's going to come up in an Instagram yeah, clip. Yeah. It's going to come up in an email. It's going to come up in a decimal. Like you are so heavy when it comes to strategy, because I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially newer ones or aspiring ones, think that a marketing strategy is simple as, all right, I'm going to post on Instagram three times a day. Yeah. And I'm gonna send out a couple of text messages. I'm gonna send out a couple of these emails and I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning. I'm gonna have six figures in my bank account, wash, rinse, repeat. You know, I know that's not necessarily, there's a yeah. lot more to it, right? That uh, a lot of entrepreneurs are overlooking. So let's break that down. How can we as entrepreneurs create a marketing strategy that can attract the right leads and that we can ultimately turn into clients for our business? I got you. I'll answer that. And I don't want to leave people on a cliffhanger because I said mom is the problem. So mom, very simple. Don't steal it. Give me my credit because people on the internet are thought thieves. Mm -hmm. They'll say it's theirs. Message, offer, marketing. If you fix the messaging and you fix the offer, the offer is not the product you sell. The offer is what you present as the solution once they buy the product. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so messaging, offer, and marketing. If you fix your mom, typically for entrepreneurs who've been selling something for a while, mm -hmm. that's when you'll see an increase in revenue. So right. what should you be tracking? You should. You asked me about KPIs, so yep. I'll try to make sure. You should be tracking how many leads are you, are you generating on a consistent basis, meaning that's the blood pressure of your business. If every day new people aren't asking about you, learning about you or what you sell, you typically have a hard time converting. You want to get as many no's as, as possible so you can find your yes. Mm. Everybody's not going to say yes. So if 100 people become leads and 20 people say yes, cool, you got 80 no's to 20 yes, that's pretty good. Right. Right. So you need a lot of that. Mm -hmm. That you track that. You track leads. You track, in essence, how many people said no. Why? Because they moved from being just a lead to being in a nurture sequence. It's not no, it's just not yet. Mm -hmm. So they should be in a nurture sequence. You track how many people are there mm -hmm. to convert them. Last but not least, you are tracking what are your marketing channels. If it's social media, if it's ads, if it's email marketing, if it's live events, if it's podcasts. You track these things to see what's working. How am I getting in front of new people to get them you know, become leads? Who's saying yes to my offer? Who right. said no? And it tells me what to do. Gotcha. Now back to strategy. <laughs> right. Let's do it. So you ask, you ask in reference to, you say, I'm always talking strategy, which I am. I really love business. I'm learning, man, in this space that business is a skill. Mm -hmm. And most people aren't willing to acquire a skill. They want, they want the end result of it, right? Mm -hmm. So let's use, for example, I use LeBron really quick so people get strategy. If you use LeBron and you say, 
okay, LeBron's getting ready for the season. He's out there playing basketball. No, that's not the main thing he's doing. Strength, conditioning, nutrition. Right. It's normally four, five, six things that surrounds the thing that helps you get a result. Mm-hmm. So in sports, you see nutrition, you see rest, you see a person who's do, who's stretching, who's who's watching game film. You see they're getting their endurance, their stamina. Mm-hmm. It's only in entrepreneurship do we not develop all the things surrounding our business mm-hmm. that makes it better. But in everything else, we improve all the other things. If Serena be, is going to be at the best in tennis, in track, track, you don't get faster by just running. You get faster by strength training. Right. You don't get better at entrepreneurship by selling more products. Mm-hmm. Communication is probably the, the most primary skill that an entrepreneur can have to make more money. But most people don't focus on getting better at speaking. If you say, who's your coach? Man, I got this one coach giving me this play I could run. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you're just learning how to market to more people but not how to communicate better. But communication would increase your conversions. If you could get better with words, everything else gets better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how many people you know Assess that as the thing. Right. Man, if I could learn how to better communicate my offer, if you listen, the thing that has made me a lot of money, I've removed redundancies. I don't say um, us, why? Because the same way the human mouth eats food, the human brain chews words. Come on now. Every wasted word is force feeding people something that they don't need. Mm-hmm. So framing, wording, people won't forget mom. People won't forget frameworks. People won't forget how immediately I took LeBron as the, they're not here in the room with us. LeBron becomes the mental picture everyone can focus on so they can make an association to what I'm teaching next. Mm -hmm. If you get better with words, everything gets better. Mm -hmm. These are soft skills from, so to your point, strategy. If a person says, hey, I want to, you can throw out an example and let's do it in real time. Let's take a person and turn it into an avatar. So I'll tell you how to create strategy. So let's okay. create a scenario. Uh, for someone that has, uh, give me what, what exactly? Let's create a strategy for your for your ideal audience that's watching this podcast. Okay, gotcha. Boom. So the ideal audience member that's watching this podcast is a new entrepreneur, male, most likely, between the ages of 25 to 35 that either, once again, doesn't have a vehicle and is looking to find one or has a vehicle and is looking to get strategy on how to make more money. Gotcha. So if we took that person and we got to choose one and we say they don't know what to sell, that's what they are? Yeah. They don't know what to sell. They know that they want to be entrepreneurship. So do they want to sell something online? Do they want to sell physical products? Uh, They want to sell something online. Okay. So digital products. Yeah. They want to take their information and package it into something something they can sell. Boom. Cool. Do they have cash? In terms of- Do they have a way to invest in themselves or they got to start from scratch? No money, no information? They, they're, they're living from check to check, let's say. Okay, that. so no money, no information. Yep. First thing I would tell them then, we can't create, we can't create, please don't miss this. We have to, here's the wording. Let's go. First thing I would say to that person to make it memorable for them is, we first have got to fix your IG. Okay. IG, IG, IG. Why would I say it that way? Because a person associates now, the first goal for them when they're creating products is Instagram. That person does not have revenue to invest in themselves. But the thing they don't have is information. Their idea is their information gap. It's what don't mm. they know and if they knew it, they make more money. <laughs> okay. What don't they know and if they knew it, they make more money. They can't close that gap with, with money because they don't have money. Right. So the first thing they're going to have to do is one of two things. You are either going to invest time into learning a skill 
or you are going to invest time and you are you going to invest money into it. Mm-hmm. You want to sacrifice somewhere. Right. I would first say to them then is instead of starting your business on the basis of you being the brand and selling something, you need to create learn to create a skill that partners with someone else. For instance, podcasting is huge. What if that person says, you know, first thing I can learn is how to edit people's videos. Any person who has a podcast and doesn't have a back end of people that can edit, if I don't have money, I got a lot of time and I can acquire a skill that gives me margin. What would you pay for somebody to, to, to give you 30 clips a month I'd pay anywhere between like fifteen to twenty. If it comes out good, fifteen to twenty dollars a clip. Okay, so fifteen to twenty dollars a clip, roughly. If we say about a thousand dollars a month, basically, roughly thousand dollars a month. So if they got five people for this, Mm -hmm. that's five thousand dollars. And if they found an assistant online and said that they're going to take out of that five thousand dollars, they're going to take fifteen hundred of it and pay their staff. They now have a business that they make thirty five hundred dollars off of that they don't have to do anything with. They've acquired a skill. Yeah. They've acquired a team. Now they have money to invest in the information, what they want to learn. Why do I say, now somebody say, well, that takes me off the path. It does not. You are not going to close your information gap for free. You're not going to get me or anyone else. And this ain't rude, bro. Mm-hmm. To get up the thing that I have the least amount of, let's put it in context. When the day marketing group, which is my education and coaching company, we've got 26 employees on that team. I'm not being mean to say Bro, to run my company, to serve my clients, and to and to manage my team mm-hmm. takes so much of my time. Mm-hmm. Rain Media Company, which is named after my daughter, I just I got eleven people on that team. Right, Marcus Waroja Consulting Company, which works B two B. Then you then you take the Epic Nation, empowering people, inspiring change, Incorporation. I got five six businesses. For you to stop me and say, even if I want to help, I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. The only way that you're going to close your information gap is not for me to help you for free so you can charge somebody else. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> that math don't make sense. You know what I'm now, right. within, within reason you do, right? This is how we help, right? This takes up an hour of my time plus I drove over here and paid for parking. Yeah. This is me serving. Yep. So to take, so to take what I just said now and someone will listen to this and say, man, I got to reach out to him. And I don't mind that. But... No, pause this. Mm-hmm. Listen to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It costs me thousands of dollars. You've seen my podcast to put it out every time we film. Mm-hmm. I got a whole team of people to edit that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right now, we got free courses on everything. Bro, we got a free social media course available for you that we used to charge $3,000 for we give away for free. Why? I realized people need to help, and I was like, I'm willing to get that away. If you're not willing to do that yeah. to close your information gap, so the first goal for that person with no money, I'm not being rude, I'm saying, as fast as possible, close your information gap. There's there's too many questions you have. Like, this is where you are here. Mm-hmm. Where the money is, is here. You got to close this gap, bro. You need to learn what you're selling. You need to learn how to sell it. You need to learn who to sell it to. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to learn how to launch. You're going to have to, you have to have to learn how to close sales, how to price your product, mm-hmm. and how to create content that gets you in front of your audience. Bro, you got seven questions. You need time to not focus on money if you're living check to check so you're gonna have to create something that gives you margin the first thing i would say is create a a business that partners with something that someone else needs i don't if they partner with you they don't have to market because i'm doing all the marketing for them i just gotta find one or two people that already need it i will start there something that's that high margin high leverage and as fast as possible find a person to reap to 
be willing to don't be greedy with the money. If you make five grand, most people wouldn't be willing. Let's say two clients at two thousand dollars a month. Most people will be married to the two thousand. Give up five hundred so you can free up some time. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, take the time, reinvest it, go get more skills, go get you some more money. 100%. That would be the strategy. Come on now. The biggest risk that most entrepreneurs take is trying to build a successful business without funding. But that risk is a reality for one out of every three entrepreneurs because their personal credit isn't where it needs to be in order for them to access that capital. Now, the truth is you can close the gap between where your business is versus where you want it to be by leveraging business credit. But if your personal credit report is poor, 99% of banks and lenders are going to deny you from doing so. And I should know, because a couple of years ago, I leveraged my personal credit report to get funding from Chase to start my company. And now that very same company, Take All Financial, is serving entrepreneurs just like you that are looking to restore their credit to get access to five to six figures in funding. So if you wanna go from risk to reward, click the link above or below this video to schedule your free consultation so that we can restore your credit and put you in position to access capital to build the business of your dreams. All right, now let's dive deeper into that, right? Because first off, I love the fact that in real time, you literally just laid out a blueprint that someone who's watching this, the ideal person that's watching this podcast could follow. But to dive deeper into that, you know that in the online business space, typically you're going one of two routes, either you're providing some form of a product or a service, right? Yeah. The example you just gave was an example of someone providing a service. Like, all right, hey, Marvin Francois show, I'm going to go ahead and edit your, your clips at X amount for Y amount of clips or whatever the case yeah. may be, right? On the product side of things, um, you have things like eBooks, you have things like courses, you have things like, um, you know, digital mentorship programs, the list goes on yeah. and on. If I'm looking to find the solution that yeah. I want to provide for my client, how do I know to choose between a product or a service? Do I do both? Yeah. Or am I leaning more towards one? Is it dependent on the current situation I'm in, right? How much money I have? Walk me through that. Yeah. What I'm going to say won't be popular. Let's do it. Can I be brutally honest? Go, let's go. The reason I didn't tell that person to create a product is because it I believe in ethical selling. Okay. It lacks integrity. If they sell you a product before you said you the, the context you gave of that person is they don't know what to sell. Yeah. So anything they sell would lack the wisdom, the knowledge mm -hmm. to actually solve someone's problem. Gotcha. They would ultimately be getting paid to practice, and that's not fair. That's stealing. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what to sell and you haven't already acquired a skill to have the information, right. why would you sell me a digital product? You don't know enough. <laughs> That's fair. So it makes you money, but it takes from me. Right. On the other end of every sale, what I teach my clients, someone mother, someone brother, someone sister, someone auntie. If you wouldn't sell it to your mother, don't sell it to someone else's. Wouldn't sell it to your brother, your brother don't sell it to someone else's. So if that person has not acquired the information, they would in essence be taking a collection of what they heard online and turn it into an ebook. That mm -hmm. means they plagiarize someone else's thoughts and then said, oh, I got an ebook for sale for them to make money. It doesn't pass what I also teach, the B3 tests. Everything you sell should build your brand, build your business, and your bank account. If I sell you something that benefits me but doesn't benefit you, I built my bank account, but I hurt my brand. Mm. If I sell something that is subpar, that does not look good, that does not help me, I hurt my business. It has to score three out of three. If, if you sell me something, and I, and I don't see it and be like, man, this is amazing. The moment I think that way, I might share it with someone that builds my brand. It gives credibility to my business and it builds my bank account because every one person represents five. Mm -hmm. So if you could tell five people about a great experience with me, the product passes the B3 test. Now, to that person that hasn't learned yet and they haven't invested in coaching yet, family, how do you, you're out of integrity. 
You cannot sell in a space you haven't purchased purchased in. Mm-hmm. That's stealing. I believe in culture. No, you don't. You believe in selling. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. So what I say is unpopular because everything I do is in eth- is ethical. I right. believe in ethical selling. I believe in integrity. I believe in honesty. I believe, I don't believe in scarcity at all. So I believe I actually gain by sitting still, learning. What did I say earlier? Deep empathy, high skill. Deep enough empathy where I earn the right to be paid. Because I have learned how to answer your question, how to solve your problem better than you can. So when I sell to you, it is in your best benefit to buy from me. Right. Because nobody can help you like I can because you have not set with your problem enough. Mm -hmm. So to that person, they shouldn't be selling a product until they learn how to actually serve a client through a service. Services are, now something will say, well, man, what about a service? If that person can genuinely learn, what did I say first? They invest the time into a skill. Right. Once they have that skill, then they can price accordingly to be able to support a person. If their goal is to create a company in that space, they've already now, by doing the service, they can build a product. Why? What can they sell as a product? How to get your first retainer, first two retainer clients doing editing services. Mm-hmm. The product came from the service. Because mm. <laughs> right. they actually did it. Yeah. Yeah, that's my belief. So I want to dive into, let's go even deeper into that, but let's flip it, right? Mm-hmm. I think we spoke a lot just now to a lot of newer entrepreneurs that are looking to get into business. We talked about how they could go about finding a vehicle. Um, different strategies that they can implement for marketing and things of that nature. Let's speak more to a slightly more seasoned and slightly more experienced entrepreneurs. Uh, going back to your podcast, there was also an episode where you talked about how another big mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make is they'll create a price for a product or a service and they'll just create that, give that product or service a price just because they see that, okay, well, my, your ebook costs $47, your ebook costs, all right, so I'm going to get someone to just price mine at $47. Or yeah. your mentorship is $1,000, your mentorship is, all right, I'm just price mine at that. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about, I guess I'll call it a pricing principle, a price methodology that some of these entrepreneurs should uh, take when it comes to, all right, I've created my product, I've created my service, right? I've, I've gone through the process of empathizing for the clients I'm looking to serve for. When it comes time to put a price tag on this, what is the step-by-step blueprint that I should follow to do it the right way? Yeah. Uh, first thing I, I say in reference to pricing is never look at what other people are charging and just copy because you don't know what overhead is involved in it and you don't know their goal. Right. So some would see someone that's giving things away for a dollar and do the same. And I saw I had a client who did that. And I was like, bro, that was for that person. That was a lead flow for that person, mm-hmm. for them to ultimately sell something else on the back end. Right. Or it might have been what we refer to as a self-liquidating offer mm-hmm. or to offset ad spend. So you can't see someone's price and say, I'm going to charge that because you don't really know what strategy and all that's built into right. it. Uh, but as a rule of thumb, I would say you want to charge enough that you feel comfortable answering answering all the questions that a person has without being stingy with information. You ever undercharge somebody for something? And then when they started asking you to do the work and really pressuring you, like, man, they ain't paying me enough for this. Yeah. yeah. Well, they paid you what you charged. Right. So you want to charge enough that you can feel comfortable helping them completely and not withholding information. Right. Most people grossly undercharge with the goal of upselling people on the next thing. That makes no sense. Mm. Sell me what I need at the at the price point. Now you can have multiple offers and let me downsell myself. What does that mean? 
a person says, I want a Mercedes. Well, you not, might not be able to afford an S-Class, but Mercedes don't downsell you. They let you downsell yourself. Mm-hmm. Man, I want the S-Class, but I can't afford it. I'm going to try the E. I can't get the E. I'll try the C. That's how business should be built. One offer at multiple levels. So in this, I say with pricing, start with how much am I willing to charge where I can comfortably serve a person without intentionally withholding things from them? Right. You, you get what I'm saying? Like when you create the offer, are you in your mind like, okay, well, now nah, I ain't going to give them this because I got to upsell them on this. Right. Number two, take the highest amount you're willing to charge. And if a person says no, you're willing to lose the sale. Take the lowest amount you're willing to charge, right, to where you don't feel cheated. You're probably somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're probably somewhere in the middle. I like that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take that. Yeah, take that highest amount, like without flinching. How much is it? When you got a gut feeling, you're like, well, man, I don't want to, I don't feel comfortable. Okay, cool. Go down. How much is it? $2,000. Take that highest amount. Well, I can answer everything. Take the lowest amount. Now, why some, that, that's that piece. Lowest amount, you're somewhere in the middle. Uh, the other part is you typically are comfortable charging and alignment with how much you paid. Mm-hmm. When people struggle to charge more, it's because they haven't paid more. I have paid, oh my God. Bro, I paid, what, 40 some thousand dollars for a leadership program just to learn how to be a better leader. I've paid $75,000 before for a coach, for a, uh, mastermind program. I paid $15,000 for one day with someone for four and a half hours to get speed on a specific skill. I paid another person $10,000 for an intensive to look at our overall business and give us back a report of what we can do better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, So I don't have those hangups and gripes as it relates to investing. So because I, I am quick to invest in myself, I don't have those same hangups related to pricing as well as if we talk about our offers, we've got um, content to cash flow mentorship, five figure months mastermind, and we have mob millionaires in a circle CEO program. In that space, I'm comfortable charging. Here's why. Let's use five figure months mastermind. When you hear that, we create the person's course. We create their messaging. We create their offer. We create their sales presentation. Mm-hmm. We teach them all the ways to launch their offer monthly. And our goal is to get them to consistent five-figure months without me telling you the price. How much you think that, that, that offer is? 10000 Is it 10000 Yeah. It really offers oh, yeah, Well, that's 15 but you oh, get my point. <laughs> there, there you go. Right? You get my point. When you create an offer that makes sense to a person, you can clearly hear, well, shoot, they building my entire business, yeah. my lunch process, my sales process. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the beauty of this offer. When it was $10,000, you pay us five, don't pay me the other five until I make you five. Ooh, that's cold. I'm bought into your process. Right. We build it all out for you. I'm, I'm going to show they Let's do it. Let's do they it. Can, they can't see it on camera, but I'm going to show you this. I want you I want you to see this while we're on camera. Let's go. I want, I want you to see this. Let's use this, right, as an avatar. This right here is all done for you. See how we map? You can scroll. Oh, give me see how we this. mapped out all of his messaging, reasons the customer would say no to him. This is for an actual client. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Done for you. You see how detailed that is? Look at this. You see how detailed it is? Top five challenges. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give any details. All the challenges his customer face. Right. What to say. And we create their social media content and we create their webinar sales presentation and their funnel and the thing that they sell for 1000 to 5000 Their desires, their objections, 
Goodness. So gracious. you know everything about your customer, and we do that for you, Goodness. right? And this is one aspect. If I go into the actual offer, mm-hmm. like we create your offer for you, we call it the, the perfect offer from thought reversal, pricing, format, where we teach. If you like, man, I don't know how to deliver my program. We teach you how to deliver it. Come on now, right? You say, should it be a six week? Should it be a course? Should mm-hmm. it be live trainings? When you hear that, right, mm-hmm. the price is justified, right? To that point, man, when we say, should I do a mentorship? Should I do this? Should I do that? Mm -hmm. Rule of thumb, it should be five to 10 times the value to the price. If someone, if the price is a thousand and the value is a thousand, people don't buy that way. Right. When you see this, it's a no brainer. Right. The value far exceeds the price because a person would have had to hire, which we mapped out, 10 people to accomplish what we do in one program. Yeah. They would need a copywriter, a funnel builder, a course creator. They would need someone to do business coaching to teach them what to sell. Mm-hmm. They would need a, a person to come in and do program direction to teach them how to deliver on a program. They would need a coaching certification. They would need sales training, webinar. They would need someone that would come into their business and even teach them in terms of selling. Well, we teach you how to sell and they would need a lunch strategist. Mm-hmm. All 10 of those things in one program for less than what you could pay for one, for one of those. It's a no-brainer offer. It's 10 times the value to the price. And then going back to that point, I'm not sure if you're familiar with a gentleman by the name of Myron Golden. Yeah. Yeah, so he actually has a great a great saying that I love where he essentially is like, when the price is this much, but the value is this much, they buy every time. 100%. When, when you see it in here, you're like, hold on, I get what? At certain point, it's just unbelievable. It's like, hold on, I get all of this? Mm-hmm. What's the speed of this? I get this? 100%. Yeah. No. 100%. And, and it changes the industry, right? Because no one is willing to tie themselves to the bottom line of revenue. When you hear that and you say, hold on, they, what happens if they don't make the money? We mm-hmm. lose money. That's it. If 20 people per quarter don't pay us the other five, we lose $100,000 a quarter, $400,000 a year. 40 people, we lose $200,000. So, so we're bought into the process right. to get someone to 10 k Right. Hence, five-figure moss mastermind. Let's dive a little bit deeper into the sales process. Let's talk about, I want to go back to your roots. Cause like you said, I, before we knew what a sales funnel was, that was essentially where you had started out. Yeah. So as we're dissecting this overall sales process, what, what exact, what purpose does a funnel serve in all of this? Can you talk a bit about that? Uh, absolutely. I want to simplify it. Cause you mentioned it. You mentioned who your audience is. Right. Just, I don't want to assume they know what they, what they don't know. Right. The easiest way to word it is, a, sale, a sales funnel is an automated marketing and sales system you or someone you pay create to take someone from not knowing who you are to knowing, liking, and buying from you. Okay. I'll say that again. Taking a complete stranger from not knowing who you are, what you sell, to knowing, liking, and buying from you in an automated way. Mm-hmm. Best way to word it, and this is how I teach it, there are five elements to it, but I'm going to take it into dating, into a dating example. I love it. Right? So let's just say if... You, I'll use you. You mm-hmm. saw a young lady you was interested in. Mm-hmm. She don't know you exist. You didn't know she exists until you saw her. Right. What would we refer to that in a funnel? Awareness. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of an ad. To make people that didn't know you exist aware of the fact that you exist. Right. Where awareness doesn't matter if there is no attraction. So you would need messaging and an offer to attract her to you. Right. Makes sense. Makes perfect. So here's how it works. It's top of the funnel, you see her. She don't know you exist. You got to get her attention. Mm-hmm. Social media serves as the attention, the awareness, all that in it. You, hey, excuse me. Excuse me, ma'am. You got her attention. Mm-hmm. Depending, now, how does the relationship progress from step one, what we call client attraction, to y'all beginning a dating process? The words that you would say, mm-hmm. which is content and things of that nature. 
Hey, want to see if you're interested in going to the Beyonce concert with me, man. Just, you know, no, no, you know, no pressure. <laughs> you have to present to her an offer she's interested in, right. be funny, whatever the case may be. If you say that to her and walk off and don't get her phone number, the relationship stops. Right. This is why most people, if they only do social media content, they can't grow because you didn't capture them. Mm. So step one is client attraction of a funnel. Step two is capture. You need her phone number. Same way you progress a dating relationship you create, you progress a business relationship in an automated way in a funnel. You follow me? Right. So from you seeing the girl not knowing she existed to you hollering at her, that's the top part, client attraction. You getting her phone number is client capture. That would be an opt-in. Mm-hmm. That would be opt-in to your email list, your text list. That would be text keyword X, what YZ on social media, right? Well, if you get her phone number but never follow up, right. the relationship stops. Right. So the third step would be client dating. This is an automated follow-up email or text message to continue to ask questions, to inform her. There's you talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens after you date someone for a long period of time in an automated way? What's the next step? Number four, client proposal. You propose to the girl. Right. Well, what is that in a business relationship? You propose something they can buy. But it's in an automated way in a funnel. Well, what happens after proposal? You smart. After you propose, what happens after proposal? How we marry. Marriage. Yeah. So what is a client marriage? Well, somebody continues to work with you in each part of your business. Come on now. A funnel walks a person from being a stranger to you getting to know them, capturing their information, dating to them, proposing an offer, and getting them married to who you are in business to continue to work with you in an automated way. So who needs a funnel? Anyone who wants to every day attract new people, capture them, nurture them, propose your offers, and get them to buy. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Just breaking it down. Okay. 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 I want to dive even more into another aspect because, like I said, I've watched your podcast for quite some time. Thank you, too, man. You know, it's... First off, it would be criminal for me as an entrepreneur not to watch it because, to your point, the amount of free value you give on there, it's, it doesn't even make sense, if I'm being wow. honest with you. It's, it's really, really incredible. There's another thing you talked about on there that's also going to be deemed as controversial that I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about it, where you said, and this is a big back and forth that's always existed on social media, in that you don't need a lot of followers to make <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm, I would say, not for me, but the average... The maybe someone who's a newer or aspiring entrepreneur, their counter argument to that would be, well, well, that doesn't really make sense because the more followers I have, the more impressions I get. The more impressions I get, the more opportunities I get to be able to make a sale on my product, service, yeah. course, whatever it may be. What would you, first off, dive deeper into just your explanation of why you don't need a lot of followers to make more dollars and a counter argument to someone like that who would say, well, more followers means more eyes, more eyes, more opportunities for more money. Yeah. So I'm not saying that a person shouldn't shouldn't want to grow. Okay. I'm not saying a person shouldn't want to grow, shouldn't want to grow their follower account. However, you don't need it to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. First example I would give, and then I'm going to show you something in real time. Let's do it. Let's go. I like doing this kind of stuff because a lot of people be lying on the internet, right? <laughs> so I like doing this kind of stuff. You fly, uh, where you're here in Atlanta, you're going to fly back to- Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York, right? Let's do it. When you So when you're on the plane, you have no control, Mm-mm. correct? So your life is in the hands of the pilot. Could correct. that be accurate? Yep. That if he doesn't know what he's doing, it's over. God forbid, yeah, it's yeah. over, right? Yeah. Have you ever asked the pilot how many followers he had before you fly? Nah, I've never. <laughs> I don't think it's ever come up. So whether you fly Delta, American, or United, have you ever looked at how many followers they have to determine who you purchase a ticket from? No, never. Ever been to the doctor before? All the time. 
Ever ask the doctor how many followers he have to determine if he can perform surgery on you? Nah, I trust him. Ever went to the dentist? Yeah. Have you ever asked the dentist before they perform something that could numb your mouth or remove or, or mess up your teeth, mm-hmm. how many followers they have? No. Why, when we take our skill to the internet, do we believe we can't help people until we have more followers? When in every other industry, at the height of our skill, mm-hmm. followers don't matter. Right. What followers are is nothing more than groups of people that you are sharing what you already are, what you already know, what you already do. They mm-hmm. don't validate your ability to help people. Mm-hmm. Right. Most people think they can't charge more or charge at all until they have more followers. Mm -hmm. What I'm simply saying is followers does not mean that I'm skilled. Right. So if grandma know how to make the best chocolate chip cookies, she don't need a million followers for that. Mm -hmm. She needs a clear recipe. Now, the only way that grandma wrong is if she lies and say that I can show you how to get a million followers and a million dollars. You don't need a lot of followers. You need strategy. Now, here's my point. Let's do it. This right here. Read, read this really quick. This is from today. Okay. Literally. Okay. Mob family, happy to report after one year of completely rebuilding my entire business to an online platform, Codes Consulting conducted our first full webinar last Wednesday. And we did it done for you. So we created this webinar. Mm-hmm. He has less than a thousand followers on social media. That's the context. Okay. He got about going? 600 followers. Now listen to how much he made. Can I, can I keep going? Yep. I had a whopping 13 attendees. Now, pause. Someone would hear 13 attendees in a webinar and think it's a what? A failure, right? Yeah. Like, man, ain't nobody show up. Well, you think that, bro? 13 people ain't enough. Yeah. But because of how we teach you how to build a business, listen to what he made from 13 people on a webinar. I had a whopping 13 attendees and converted thus far four full high ticket offers at $7,500 per client. If there are any doubts on the process, keep going because it does work. Grateful for Marcus Y. Rogier, and I won't. I don't know if you want me to say this as a young man. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, so check this out. Thirteen less than a thousand followers. Yep. Only thirteen people came to a webinar. Four bought. A seventy five hundred dollar offer because it's targeted to the right audience. Mm-hmm. What's seventy five hundred times four? That's thirty thousand dollars. I'm pull my dang phone. That's thirty thousand dollars. That's. Th- I'm gonna say it again. That's thirty thousand dollars off thirteen individuals. Now there are people. With 40,000 followers mm-hmm. that didn't make $30,000 from one webinar. Yeah. Yep. You don't need a lot of followers. You need the right audience, the right offer, the right process to convert. Some would say, how is he charging $7,500 if you don't have a lot of followers? Because you don't need a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. So if you are helping people do a specific thing, if I work directly with pilots to teach them how to streamline the process to become captain in half the time, they have the money. They are interested in the thing. The right audience allows you to charge more. He's, he's a software guy. Mm-hmm. So he's reaching and talking to cybersecurity, things of that nature. Someone will say, Marcus, how you help somebody in cybersecurity? I teach process. I don't need to know the information. Mm-hmm. So I helped him find four customers dial in his offer. Why did it take him, why did it take him a year? Because he was selling something else he shouldn't sell. He was trying to get into, man, I'll do an ebook. I'll do this. Dancing in the space too much. That's why he said, yo, I locked in. He's in our... Content to cash flow mentorship program. This is our, this is our like kind of entry program. Why is he there? Because because you didn't implement, I can't even elevate you to my other one. Right now he's made thirty thousand. He can now he can pay us with money we helped him make for our other program. That's why he posted and said, "Now can I get access to five figure months mastermind?" Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about bro who won webinar. Yeah, I tell them 
Once they do that, we get on what we call a money hole call to see what are all the areas in his business that he could be making more money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to then give him a follow-up strategy for all the other people that didn't buy out of them 14. Mm-hmm. He's going to pick up more money. This is what I'm telling you. Most people lack strategy, so they make the excuse followers. It's not followers, it's strategy. If you find 10 people that are interested in the exact thing you want to sell at the right price with the right offer, you don't need a large audience. You need strategy. Come on now. (laughs) And to to further buttress your point, going back once again to your podcast, another thing that you also quoted in saying is that if every time, if I as a consumer, every time I go see you on my page or I'm consuming your content, you're solving one of my problems. I don't care if you got a lot of followers. You don't even look. All right. I, I want I want you to provide the solution to whatever problem it is that I have. To dive deeper into the marketing side of things, because uh, for me, I want to eliminate excuses and create opportunity. Right. Uh, another big problem, especially for newer entrepreneurs, when we talk about marketing, right? We've we've already dispelled this myth of you need a lot of followers. A big concern that a lot of new entrepreneurs also have is, well, do I got to show my face, right? Because mm, social media mm. is the face game. And obviously, there are a lot of pros that come to it because it helps to accentuate that no like, and trust. But if I'm a new entrepreneur and I want to create a marketing strategy where I never have to show my face ever, is it possible for me to still have success in the space of having an online business? 100%. So you got a few different things. Most people are always thinking about content creation and not content curation, mm. meaning seeing whether you say CNN or newspapers or magazines, they curate content in an industry or a niche, YouTube. Right. The owners of YouTube aren't creating content. They're curating the content of others based on a particular subject. So if the subject matter is computers, mm-hmm. you can curate all the content in the space on computers, and you can then insert your opinion or your position on it. Mm-hmm. People, most people don't spend a lot of time thinking of curation as an actual avenue mm-hmm. because of lack of humility. We always want to be the one to say something instead of finding someone who says it better. Right. Well, in the highest level of academia, mm-hmm. you cannot write a paper in a master's program or a doctoral program without work cited. Mm-hmm. You actually have to read other people's stuff and insert it to it to get a passing grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, at the highest level of education, it is you learning how to take your thoughts and merge it with the opinions and thoughts of others, either to argue against or to use it to validate your thought. You cannot independently stand on your thoughts in high levels of academia. Mm-hmm. You must be able to conclude someone else's. Right. It's only when we get into entrepreneurship that we think that all the things that needs to be said needs to be said by us. <laughs> no. That's true. Yeah. You have some things to say and you can say it better than me, so I should, I should quote you. Mm-hmm. People can hide their face or not show their face and do carousels. They can do content curation. They can do content capturing where they capture something else going on or just capture their work. Like right now, you could have two cameras here and a camera behind this camera that just captures you working in all the interviews you did today or this weekend. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything other than create some captions around it and you're just capturing the work you're already doing. Right. These are options and with captions and ways that you can then get people engaged. Honestly, People enjoy watching that more than they like creation. True. So a good a good mix of that is is a way for people to do that, or take your favorite celebrity or influencer. People are obsessed with influencers, and take what they said, let them say the whole thing, and just put yourself at the end if you want to do face or words and argue against it. So if you take a quote that I said and say I completely disagree, read my caption to learn why. You're just taking other people's stuff and you're sharing your opinion. I love it. Listen. 
Mr. Marcus Y. Rogier, I appreciate you for coming on this platform. Like I said, I've been following you for some time and I don't say it because it sounds good. I say it because it's the truth. It's truly an honor to have you on here because I've received a lot of value from just watching you from afar. So wow. now I have you here in real time and here and receive as much, even more value, you know, in this sit down. I'm appreciative of it. Thank you so much. I know we got to get you out of here. Before we do, take a second, take a minute to let the people know where they can find you and yeah. just anything that you have going on. Your camera's right here. Talk to them. Well, before I say anything, man, thank you for having me. Anytime somebody shares their audience, their platform, I was raised, my mother told me anything somebody does for you is more than what they have to. Thank you. Right, so you don't come into anyone's house without speaking and without saying thank you for them inviting you into their sacred space. So I thank you for that. Anyone who's made it this far in the interview, I've got to first say thank you to you. You've given me your most prized possession, which is your attention. Most expensive thing we have is not our time. It's our attention because we've given things our time that didn't get our attention. So thank you for your most prized possession, your attention. I hope I've made good on that and shared something. Um, if I can give you any advice going into this year, it is for you to create an internal scoreboard that you start scoring not what society, society gauges as success, but what you gauge as success. Because you can be doing something that makes people happy, that gains followers that you hate. Mm. So... The way you follow me, Marcus Y. Rozier, M-A-R-C-U-S, the letter Y, R-O-S-I-E-R. We've got so many resources for coaches, for entrepreneurs. If we can help you in any way, uh, let us know. I love it, man. Thank you once again for coming coming on to the Marvin Francois Show. And thank everyone at home for watching. Like I said, giving us your attention. We hope you received. No, I know you received a lot of value from the sit down. If you haven't already, what are you doing? Take a second, take a minute, take an hour. Out of your day right here, right now. Just go ahead, slap the like button and show this episode some love. As always, we do appreciate you guys tapping in. And if you're listening on the audio side, make sure to leave a review and tell us what you thought of the episode. But as always, I'm Marvin Francois. That's Marcus Y. Rozier. I've been good. We've been great. This has been amazing. And as always, thank you and God bless. Peace.